0: Developers, 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 developers.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Static Void Podcast. I'm Jess Chadwick. I'm Todd Slater. And I'm Chris Gomez. And we are your hosts. Uh, it's it's been a few months since we had a show, but yep. we are we're back in the game. Uh, it's summertime, right? So we we're, we're taking vacations and whatnot. I've actually been really busy lately with uh, Tech Bash. So we're creating a new conference uh, in the uh, Philadelphia New York region. Um, it's actually hosted in the Poconos, so it's the the Kalahari Resort. It's a it's a new water park resort. Um, so a lot of people might be familiar with the one out in. Uh, in Ohio, in Sandusky, Ohio. There's also a, uh, a conference that they hold out here. So this is a brand new one in the Poconos, and we're setting up our own conference. So I've been yeah. trying to, uh, to organize that. So right now, tickets are on sale. We got a lot of great sessions, a lot of great speakers. And if you go to uh, techbash.com, go check it out and uh, see if it's something you're interested in.
2: Yeah, look at that speakers right on the front page too.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got our whole list of speakers. We got our our keynote is uh, Pete Brown, Glenn Block is doing the closing keynote. We got a bunch of people from uh, from Microsoft, somebody from the Aurelia core team, a lot of a lot of great speakers. We're really excited about it. Yeah, it
2: looks great. And yeah, and so that's in September, right? Last week of September.
1: Last week of September, September 28th to the 30th. And uh, the tickets are uh, 399 and uh, we're actually getting discounted prices on the room, so uh, 159 159 Dollars per night for the room, and that actually comes with a free ticket to the water park for I I think everybody in the room. At least it was when when I went. So my whole family for uh, for that one fifty nine got got free tickets to the water park. So bring your family, have a lot of fun, have some uh, cool dev dev uh, discussions, geek chat in during the day, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, go go have some water some fun with your family at night in the water park. Cool, yeah. So enough about that. The other thing that's new as we were on vacation and setting up conferences doo, 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 doo. is uh, <laughs> is that .net because. core has finally been released asp.net core .net core all of this new stuff uh 1.0 finally rtm'd right that so that took like 2 years
0: right it all yeah it was <laughs> only dad. 2 yeah, 3 years a lot years. of bumps along
1: the way right sure a lot lot of a lot of bumps a lot of beta versions um, and and we the three of us were kind of talking before the show started about our history and stuff. And a, we, we make a lot of references, a lot of callbacks too. Well, at least that's how it was last right, year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because we like, frankly, cause we've been keeping up with this. We have, it, it's very difficult to kind of keep track. Um, and honestly, as I'm sure we'll kind of come out in this discussion, there's a lot of, Things that I'm pretty negative about in the framework, and I think some of it really derives from the fact that I got really frustrated in those beta versions <laughs> and the changes between them. Which you know, it isn't that fair that all all beta versions of all frameworks are, are going to have those kind of bumps. But uh, I think they they went through a lot of dev cycles to really get what they what they thought was right. And I think that every cycle they did improve. They weren't just changing stuff just to change it. Yeah, it,
0: w- it was interesting to see them doing it, right? I mean, this is really the first time. Doing it in it's the open. this much open. Yeah. A- and I think that, that that says something about where Microsoft is going. But yeah. it also says something about, like, I mean, a lot of this was driven by the web stuff. Web is always a constant changing thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we if they had rushed out the first version they were done a year and a half ago, by now it would be obsolete. It wouldn't be the right thing. So it's going to be interesting to see now that it's a full thing that's out there. It's on GitHub as people start adopting it will the next cycle will we see that same change or is it going to be more of a evolution now than a revolution so yeah
2: it's going to be yeah, interesting exactly. to see where things go well there were yeah you know, there were a lot of things that all came together at once right and and i feel like this came out of the asp.net team remember when they called it project k yep and and so when they talk about it when they look back in their announcement blog post they say that uh, several years ago some customers started asking about .net on linux And about the same time, they were talking to the Windows server team about Windows Nano, which you don't hear a whole lot about. But, you know, this Nano server, this 500 megabyte or so footprint server is coming. And all together, they said, well, how are we going to support all this stuff? (laughs) And then a lot of things happened, right? Like um, this this definitely seemed like it was coming out of the ASP.NET team with things like DNX, the .NET execution engine, which was sort of this little .NET that you could either ship side by side or you could install. And then uh, after RC one, the decision was made. Well, now that there's a, now there's a .NET Core team, and they got some of those old names from .NET. They're working their way up building .NET Core. So maybe we should all be using the same platform. <laughs> and that caused a lot of the pain because people said, "Oh, but you said it was an RC." Totally understandable, right? Like RC yeah. is supposed to mean we're almost done. Like this is. <laughs> This is what it's going to look like. And really it was like, no, we're going to shift gears and re-platform on top of, you know, DOT, NET execution. It's hard to say like .NET now, right? Because what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, what does it mean, right? So I, I, I look at it this way. Thinking about it, I would rather have had him
0: do that now than like a year from now have them do that. Well, sure. Because then, yeah, then right. it would have been like, oh, <laughs> right. this is a whole new thing again. Yes. Right? I got to learn yeah, more stuff. It would
2: have been like the whole new thing all over again. So I, I think
0: what's really important, and I've heard this uh, a lot, and it's sort of my opinion too, while this has the .NET name and the lineage of .NET, in many ways it's a new thing, right? I mean, as a developer, I kind of approach things very sim- like the same way. I use Visual Studio and stuff, but it is really a different runtime. Oh yeah, and that's really way you should you should think of it. You shouldn't necessarily think of them necessarily as being like. .NET merged into .NET Core? No, these are two different things. And that's really one of the big open questions I have moving forward that's not clear to me, and I'm not sure for you guys, is the next version of .NET Core, 1.0, 2.0, whatever, is that what's moving forward? Is .NET full .NET moving forward too? Yeah, right. Is there going to be gonna like, what yeah. is? What does it mean if, if, if like in my case, I actually have some ideas that I might want to take advantage of ASP Core in certain cases, but I also need full runtime how do i build an application that could potentially have to deal with both
1: yeah how long challenges? is that full runtime going to continue living on and when is it going to get sunset i, I the the biggest well so first of all the, the biggest kind of confusion for me um even for me personally like i've been staying on top of this and it's still like i have a very difficult time explaining it to other people clearly is like the separation of .NET core and asp.net core which seems like it should be simple right because ASP.NET Core is a, a web framework built on .NET Core. None, none of that has, has changed in relation to like we used to have the core.NET framework and then ASP.NET was on top of that, right? But what has ch- changed, I guess, is not, certainly not the architecture, but the I guess the delivery mechanism would be the best way to say it is that they are kind of two separate things now. So before you would just install .NET and you'd have ASP.NET there. You may have to install or download from NuGet ASP.NET MVC or ASP.NET Web P- Web API, right? Those different uh, different frameworks, but the core ASP.NET System.Web it was just right there if you had the full .NET framework. But now, well, and so Web you didn't things. get that
2: through NuGet, right? Well, right, yeah, that's exactly. Runtime, that was because you installed the .NET framework on a server, right? Or it was so, already there. It's part of the Windows runtime, right? I mean, that's probably part the reason the why runtime, they,
0: they yeah. felt the need to build core was. Not that I always tie it to the actual version of Windows. Right. Sorry, so that's the just. most significant
1: yeah. difference to, to me as a developer is now everything is a package including the .NET uh, runtime itself, right? So, like, you don't install anything anymore. At most, you install the, the .NET utility, that CLI that gets everything for you, the package manager, basically. Well, and
2: that's that's if you're building on .NET Core. So, like, there's the confusion right there, right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> ASP.NET Core... Yeah is a thing that you use to build web apps, but you can build ASP.NET Core apps on .NET Core, which you get just the way you said, Jess, with the, the .NET engine, yep. right? The .NET commands. But you can also do it on full .NET framework. Right. Okay. Yes, that's my understanding. Right. That's still, still true. <laughs> Not sure what that
0: means, but it's still true. Right. The documentation was, and says And that's though. going to
2: create a lot of confusion because .NET Core is a different thing from full.net framework. And for example, full.net framework, where, where does that run windows? The end, end of story. Right. Uh, I mean, unless you can, unless you count mono, well, that's which, even something else. I think for this discussion, which for a while, <laughs> ASP net, they were, they were targeting mono, but I think, I think that's been pulled back a little bit for now.
1: Yeah. Well, it would never work quite right. Like I've, I used there were always issues, yeah, yeah. I used the XSP plugin to Apache, you know, 10 years ago, um and I was able to run an ASP.NET website on Mono just fooling around, a hobby site, right? You were never able to do it for anything real, at least that I found. I mean, I tried it that once and I gave up, right? Because I wasn't, there was very little I could actually do with it just because the libraries weren't implemented. So it always kind of seemed like a hobby project or, or something, not something that you would really use. But now we're getting into the realm of, this is stuff that you can really use, right? Whether it's running on top of Mono or this .NET Core, which are, I think for the... The, the purposes of this conversation, they're effectively the same thing. Would that be fair to say they're serving the same purpose, right? They are the runtime. And Mono is kind of the old one before .NET Core existed and it was the only way to run cross-platform. It was the only way to run yeah, on yeah. Linux. But now Microsoft with .NET Core now has its own that is kind of the real one, the true one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess technically Core runs on what? It runs on uh,
1: Mac. Mac. Yep.
0: It runs on Linux. Um, I, I remember when I was doing research for today's show I think it was Scott Hanselman had a link to Red Hat yes. has how to run yeah. .NET Core right. on Red Hat yeah. right on yeah. their own website I mean that I don't think they yeah. ever had anything about Mono right. right you probably had to dig around in some, some Mono uh, discussion board or somewhere yeah. to figure out how to make it work I always kind of looked at Mono as sort of it was a good idea that never really went anywhere I mean, you could <laughs> yeah. do a lot of things with it yeah. but it was never like it wasn't yeah. mi- backed yeah. by Microsoft right there, it wasn't it was something that was yep. like cool, exist, and I, th- I mean, you kind of on the phones, right? We had MonoDroid yep. and and mono, was it, I forget the other one was for iOS. Oh, MonoTouch
2: for iOS, and I mean, touch, it's yeah. still a, it's still the heart of Xamarin.
0: Yeah, for I mean, those it, platforms,
2: yeah, you know, and and Mono I think was trying to be the full framework on other platforms. I mean, it is the heart of Unity. If you're yeah, was using the, the spec, Unity right? game the, the engine, spec yeah. If you're using there. the Unity game engine and you're targeting well you can even target windows with it you're you're using mono yeah. but but again mono i don't think fits in today's discussion because really we're saying okay we're saying .net core was released and then the first piece of confusion that's super easy to get in is you go well wait i'm i'm interested in asp.net core does that only run on .net core and the answer is no you can run it on full framework and that used to be really transparent in the tooling i don't know how that's going to look going forward because the tooling is still churning. It's, yeah,
1: it's the, the, the tooling. The ASP.NET Core and .NET Core are both RTM now. They've been released, but the tooling is still RC, right? RC1, yeah. RC2, so whatever So
2: Visual is. Studio is still Preview. Yes, right. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's right, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's very weird. It's a 1.0 version. <laughs> Especially if you're trying <laughs> to create a, to a training dimension. course around it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I wonder who's doing uh, that. <laughs> but at least right now with the tooling... You, you're creating. It's asking you right up front. I just I did this just last night. It's asking you right up front. It's give, It gives you two project types. Do you want an ASP.NET Core project with .NET Core or ASP.NET Core Web project with full .NET full? If you create them, the only difference is that one of them has an app config. The full one has an app config, and the other one, the .NET Core one, has what I just mentioned earlier, it has a package reference to the .NET Core library that is literally the only difference between the two templates. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I right? Just... Which begs the question, why are there two templates? But whatever. Again, I'm not going to attack the tooling just now.
2: That maybe more of a semantic yeah, thing right, yeah, to get yeah, the tooling right. to work without right. and, uh, we, changing it. Well, I, I wonder if there was some customer confusion because the templates weren't separate. Do you think and, this and you
1: fixes would, that? This, this this limits the <laughs> kind I think it has to work if you I shouldn't. don't I
2: don't think it fixes it because I remember that you would create a new project and you could go look up in references in solution explorer right. and you would see a reference to both frameworks. Right. Right. And as you were using IntelliSense if you if you picked out an API that worked in full framework but not in .net core there'd be this little flag would that would be like you. hey. yeah.
1: Yeah. So now, this just confuses things. It feels things.
2: like they've diverged it a
1: little. Because uh. they're saying, you just said, they are saying, you can create an ASP.NET Core website and you can run it on .NET Full or .NET Core. So, okay. So then why isn't there just one ASP.NET Core website template? And then I choose, yeah, I right? Yeah. Like, from literally before you even do file new project or as you're doing file new project, the very first thing you run into is confusing, right? It's just encouraging this this confusion and this, this separation of, well, what do I want, right? So you... A developer coming into this new, I don't know which one to choose. Well, yes, right. You're asking All the right? developer. Why well, oh, I should do.
0: decide to make that choice. Why am I making
2: the choice? Yep. So something interesting, just a simple aside that I notice is when you look at .NET Core documentation, so I'm not in ASP.NET now, just just .NET Core, they have a C-sharp guide and an F-sharp guide. <laughs> but no VB? I, the f guys are probably thrilled because it's like elevating yeah. F-sharp, yeah. right? VB is absent. Yeah, does that mean it doesn't work?
0: So that's an interesting question. So they've always had VB on the roadmap, but it was on the ASP.NET Core roadmap. So I started to dig around the the API, and there is a reference to a Visual Basic API.
1: Yeah, I hear it's coming, and I because Rosalind has supported it for years, right? It's been yeah. it's definitely been a second class citizen, but it's been I, I guess I you not second class citizen, but secondary. Yeah. Here come the comments. Secondary to <laughs> C sharp, right? Yes. um but it wasn't core <laughs> yes now it's being brought into core. well so oh. second class citizen in that it clearly wasn't deemed required in order to go rtm right so yes. you know it's yeah. a fair I, statement
0: I, I mean you could argue for a very long time it's been a second class yes, <laughs> well
1: but uh, so going back going back to asp.net core on top of .net core right the choice of .net full versus .net core why do I care? Forget about, you know, what do I do? Why do I care? Let's let's assume that we've gone through and we figure out why I would choose one over the other. Why do I care now, right? If it runs on .NET full and I'm already on Windows and I already have .NET full installed, why do I care? And vice versa, if I'm on, let's say Linux, of course I'm not on Linux using Visual Studio, but if I'm deploying to Linux, if my target is Linux, and I'm going to go and I'm going to target .NET Core. Why do I care about .NET Full? What does this, this buy me? The ability to, to target both of them,
2: right? Well, do you think maybe that's why they decided not to or to just split the templates? Or, or are we giving them too much credit? I don't know why they
1: decided to split I'm Probably
0: giving them too much credit. So this is what my understanding or what what's attracted to me being able to run Core across different platforms is cloud-based stuff. And I know that with the, something like Docker, which runs only on Linux right now, that if I wanted to take advantage of .NET Core or ASP.NET Core on Docker, I have to use .NET Core. I don't have the full .NET number time. That's not an option for me right sure, now. Sure. Right. So that means that to me is, at least in my near future, the next six months, a year, where I see Core being used by myself and the team I work with and stuff is if we're looking at cloud-based solutions if we were just doing traditional web applications, other than like, oh, let's just do it. It feels like I may go down that path and then realize, oh, now there's something I need from full.net, and now I got to switch back. Yeah.
1: So I think that is the answer. At least that would be my answer. But let me rephrase, if we're going back to .NET Full and I choose .NET Full, why in the world do I care about ASP.NET Core? Why do I care that ASP.NET Core runs on .NET Full? By the time I'm depending on .NET full, why aren't I just using ASP.NET?
0: So I guess the question there is, at least for me, is do both of these things now continue to evolve into the future? Yeah. Or is core just the future and at some point .NET full and ASP that traditional, I don't even know what we call it now, current, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, do those simply they they do what they do and they're not going to need more enhancements coming and things like that? I mean, it's ASP.NET
2: um, 4.6. I don't think they call it full. That's why they added the core name. They didn't call it Shazam like we've mentioned a few times. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's for us to do, right? right. We're going to create no, it. Oh, no. no it. But,
1: but, but no, there's, I mean, make no beans about it. It's full, right? It, it is related to ASP.NET 4.6 is to ASP.NET Core. I don't know the metaphor there, but I don't think it's it, fuller. Yeah, it is. ASP.NET 4.6. No only runs on .NET Full. They are tied but together.
2: The, but there's enough differences, though, that, like, for example, ASP.NET Core doesn't have system web. It's, it's entirely NuGet-based. Mm-hmm. You can't say that one is a superset of the other. They're cousins. One was inspired by the other because there's a lot of concept compatibility and namespaces cousin's are the, the same. Sure. I,
1: I know. I, no, no, no. So my question is... We, we talked about names in previous shows, right? So let's, we can call it Shazam. We can call ASP.NET Core Shazam, right? Because for all intents, and framework, it, all intents and purposes, it is a new framework. It shares a lot of the same concepts and maybe even a lot of the same code, but it's completely rewritten, right? So it's a new framework. Why should I care about learning this new framework when I already have .NET Full on my machine, which means that I have ASP.NET 4.6, which I already right. know You're how already to You're already ready to
2: do that deployment. Already ready. Well, maybe and that's it's very it. maybe mature. Maybe that's just right? it. Maybe the idea was we're going to have a migration story by telling you get to ASP.NET Core, but don't worry. You can run it in your current current IT setup environment with with .NET full framework on Windows servers. And over time, we've begun to realize who's going to migrate that who's way. Who's going to migrate? People are yeah. going to scrap, right? Right, right, right.
1: right. Uh, but what, like We're which, starting over, which brings me back to my previous point, right? If your target state, if your end state is to be running on Linux, is to be cross-platform, which you're starting over, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, is the only reason to be targeting .NET Core. I, I feel free to disagree with me. But that's yeah. the only reason, the, the, right? Cloud, yeah. Linux, all of that stuff. Yeah, only reason. The
0: only the only other reason I could think of is I've heard a lot about the performance of Core being very fast, particularly .NET Core,
2: right. Like, it's two orders of magnitude faster, which is enough to make me think, okay, maybe if I am a Windows shop, I still want to look at this. That's that's critical, right? Even if you're going
0: to run Windows, you still need to have that that power. And I guess, I don't know if we know or not know, but to me, is is part of this because they've optimized it and they were able to optimize it because they got rid of all the legacy? Or is it simply because they got rid of all the legacy code? Right? all that, there's layers and layers and layers of abstraction that really were built for web forms, right? they weren't even really built for MVC or web, or web API, because all those layers are gone now and they simplify things, is that where they gain the performance? Okay, well, so, we're we're can doing, just so hold on, to hold A little bit. Hold, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Before we, before we go on there, I want to clarify, sure. because we got on this conversation of the idea of running an ASP.NET Core application on top of .NET Full. Now, all of these performance enhancements... They're going straight to .NET, .net core, core, right? Yes. So this is right. just yeah. doesn't... Yeah. Even, I'm, I'm not trying to kill this conversation. This You're is a good right, conversation. Right. No,
2: no, no. I know that, that's a good point to make. That So, yeah. So, but I mean, I what wanna, I was I just... thinking, though, is is that I think there is a... Con- I think it's... It, like you were saying, hey, I'll take, I'll take ASP.NET Core and I'm going to Linux with it. The consideration someone would make, even if they were a Windows shop in the Windows world, is that... I've watched the performance stuff for a while and yes, just because they rewrote it, of course they got a little bit of speed. They, you know, that, that helped, but the big performance gains came when some people from the outside actually came in who have worked very, very hard at writing optimized long lived. net applications. And they brought their expertise to the table, which tends to be in how you deal with the garbage collector. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that was a huge one, apparently, when they just, you know, you want to let things that are going to live forever, go ahead and let them get to Gen 2, and you want everything else to die in Gen 0, and that is the optimized world. Now, most of us writing applications, we don't need to worry about that. But if you're going to build something like most of us, like when you think about a .NET app that lives for a couple hours and then gets shut down, who cares? Right. But when you're writing something that's going to live a long time, and you got to start thinking about it at least. And, and so that was where the big performance gains came in. And that was when it started just skyrocketing where it was, you know, like they blew past node in their, their test setup, And now they're, they're heading towards a top 10 performance on the tech and power benchmarks. For me, I want to see them get into those benchmarks and be part of the tests right now. What we're relying on is, okay, well, we did what the tech and power guys did. And here are our numbers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. G- good. Awesome. I ca- I cannot wait to see how they actually perform when they get into that benchmark. I really want them to get there.
1: I this this conversation tends to bore me because even though it's completely valid, all of these arguments, all of these points are just completely valid. I haven't really heard anybody complaining about the performance of ASP.NET Full today, right? It still runs thousands millions of, of, of sites internally and externally without any complaints and generally if you have performance issues you apply things like caching or just throw hardware at it right and it might not be the best or most effective uh, cost effective solution but it is effective right and it and it works
0: so i have run into cases where particularly the startup time was a big issue and we played games. We played games is we kicked something off, so the cash got created the sure, first time.
1: Right, me too. Um, that's what I do with all my sites. But then that well, problem. I mean, solved, you should right? do that anyway, right? Yeah, you should. Yeah, here's where cache. I think,
2: where I actually think it is a consideration is, the day will come when somebody in an org, a VP, a CTO, somebody will say, you know, I've been looking at performance numbers, and ASP.NET is getting trashed by Node. Why aren't we? looking at node node's hot there's plenty of node developers like i just feel like that conversation would begin to happen more and more <laughs> yeah. and so the next project would be started on node and eventually asp nets your legacy stuff and then you oh let's get rid of that too
1: it's gonna happen like, either way though i mean it's the sky don't you think effect.
2: there's something about being competitive though
1: i don't think so i don't oh, think it's I, meaningful sh- sh- that sh- 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 that your CTO is going to come to you and say, you know, I saw this XYZ framework. Why aren't we using this? And you're going to have that conversation regardless of how good your current stuff is. Well, not current stuff. Now the conversation is, but look, ASP.NET has really
2: improved and we get this. We just go to .NET Core. We don't even think about it. And boom, we get, you know, we're up there. We're up there competing with Netty or we're competing with with Falcon yeah, but or you, these ones
1: that are doing well. You don't just go to ASP.NET Core, right? It's, it's effectively a rewrite. Or a, a yeah. migration, I guess, well, would be a more pl- polite way yeah. to say it.
0: But the tooling, I mean, for the most part, right, you can still use Visual Studio. It's still .NET. Like, the approaches are the same, right? I'm creating collections. All that's the same. Yeah. I go to Node, right? Now I need to retrain my developers. It's it's more of a transition.
1: You need to retrain your well, developers either way. Yeah. you need Because the- just to get started, your main is different. Yep. Arguably arguably it's, 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 still, it's still more still confusing sharpers, right? to train your developers from ASP.net <laughs> to ASP.NET <laughs> ASP. core than it is yeah. from ASP.net to uh, no I'm gonna argue against I, that one. The whole That's pipeline and the bizarre.
2: global ASAX are gone and now you've it's got gone. public static void
1: main. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> and so you you your your skills in C sharp transfer over? Yeah. You know, and so this this concept compatibility, while I love the idea, it's Sometimes it can be more confusing and it can add more confusion than it can actually solve, right? Like it, the fact yeah, that this but looks the, the same but's completely <laughs> different, that could be a bad thing, especially yeah. when you're first trying to learn it and make sense of it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could be confusing. I kind of like that as the fun part because, like, I know how to do this, but now how do I do it in core? <laughs> what is different? What, is, what are the things I need to unlearn? Yep. Um, I guess when I think about performance and, I've kind of have to deal with this in the past with 10,000s of congruent users. Um, and in the future, looking at, again, going thinking about cloud is I want to be able to use my .NET skill set to be able to build massive systems that maybe handle hundreds of thousands of congruent users. And to me, that's the that's my excitement for Let's core. get it. It's really tied into let's that. Let's get
1: into that. I agree. I think that honestly is the reason why you would choose ASP or ASP.NET Core, .NET Core, whatever. Why you would choose that now? So let's get into that. So why? What is it about that skill set that makes it so valuable? Other than the obvious, like I already know C Sharp. Um, you you now have to, and maybe the core libraries are are the same, right? But this concept compatibility means that there are new APIs to learn. So they look and feel really, really similar to what you know, but you are still got to learn them, right? So you get a little bit ahead of the curve. You don't have to learn every, everything from scratch, but you still got to learn them. Now that everything is a package mm-hmm. and you have to pull in everything explicitly, mm-hmm. we're now much closer to the node world of, yeah. I need to do this thing I don't want to write it. I want to use something that somebody else wrote, so I'm going to go out to NPM and I'm going to grab the package that does it for me. If I go to NuGet, which is kind of being hidden now, it's not really called NuGet, right? It's the .NET package (laughs) manager, but it's NuGet under the hood. If I go out to NuGet and I say, I need this package that does something for me, right? Yeah. whether or not I get a Microsoft package or a community package is kind of irrelevant to me, right? So that to me was one of the benefits of .NET Full is not only is it already on your machine and it's just there, like finding it is just look right there, right? Look at the assemblies that you have or look at the MSDN documentation and you'll find it, Um, but it's also already installed, right? And then you just add it and you start using it. Now there's this extra step of in order to use anything, including Microsoft stuff, you have to go search for it. You have to find it. You have to know what it is you're searching for. Yep.
2: I remember when I was uh, trying to build a web API with MVC6, or sorry, now MVC Core. Core. (laughs) Even more confusion. (laughs) That the conventions for building a web API were different than what you get by default in Web API 2. Yeah. So if if you're trying which maybe this was a fool's errand, honestly. But if you say, well, wait a second, I want this to work the way Web API 2 did, where it would look at the accept header and it would choose which which thing to send back, that in order to get back to that, it was not only figuring out what code to write to enable those options, it was which packages were hiding that stuff.
1: Yep, yep.
2: What Which serializer.xml. Yep. And yep. now when I was finished doing it, I said, well, maybe this was kind of foolish because... Is there anybody out there writing web APIs and still working their butt off to make it work with XML? Yeah, like maybe, right. maybe no, I was waste. But my that time, goes back right? to my
1: point, right? Is that what? By the time you're going out to a a package repository and getting the package that does what you want, who cares if it's created by Microsoft or the community, right? Uh,
2: so, yeah, and well, I might care a little bit. Microsoft's like taken that that stance, yeah, right? What? what do they use for JSON parsing now? Yeah, JSON. They sure, don't use, they sure don't use Microsoft
1: stuff. Well, they have for a while, right? Not just now, not yeah. with yeah. with .NET right? Core, but for years now, right?
2: Right, and and honestly, I think the ASP .NET team, they, like they've settled on X Unit. That's clear. Yeah. So they're willing to let that go. They're willing to say, man. We don't have to invent everything. Great, so which is uncomfortable for some developers? Yeah, absolutely, or at least some organizations. So going back, you're trying to sell it. So going back to what Todd said,
1: right? Going back to what Todd said, this is an ecosystem that I already know, and and that this is kind of what I'm attacking here is what 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 benefit are you really getting by by bringing forward, right? By by saying, well, I already know. .net. I already know the Microsoft stack because first of all, now you're going and getting packages. Regardless of whether you're getting Microsoft packages or community packages, it frankly doesn't even matter, mm-hmm. right? You're getting packages. You need to know what yeah. to get. And so what, what What value are you getting? What value is this ecosystem getting you to, to to keep on it, right? C-sharp is awesome. I love it, right? It gives you static typing, but...
0: So I look at it in, in reverse order. So to me, when I think of the Microsoft stack i think of the developer experience in the server right so i think of the developer experience it's about visual studio more than anything else Mm -hmm. right and then c sharp obviously would be the the language of stuff when i look at core to me it's just a different set of apis to learn but i'm basically building the same type of applications yeah maybe i have to go get packages now but i'm used to that right because i'm a web developer right if I want to go get Angular. I need a package to get Angular yep. or yep. or whatever. It's 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 already something I'm already doing. Yep. I definitely can see people who are only like WPF developers. This would be a big difference for them, right? Um, or much bigger of change for me as a current MVC ASP.NET developer. I look at it as more of an evolution, right? I'm now adopting the good things that are from Node without going completely to Node.
1: Why is that I a feel bad I like think if thing? I want
0: to build a node, I have to learn how to build an architect solutions for node.
1: So I don't right? want to turn this into a node podcast, but that is yes. clearly, and there are plenty of other alternatives other than node. But that is clearly yeah, I mean, use as an example. That, but no, but it's it's an example because it's incredibly topical. Because when you really start using ASP.NET Core, it's very clear if if you've used Node and and you've developed Node sites. It's very, very clear that they took a lot of hints from not just the Node community and the Node development lifecycle and tooling and everything. They took direct hints directly from the way that Node works, right? All the like, middleware and all of this stuff. When you're writing ASP.NET Core, you're basically doing Microsoft Node in C Sharp. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like the Express Pipeline kind of. Yeah,
1: exactly. it's exactly right. like it. It's exactly, exactly now- like
2: it. But which WCF came had first. That similar pipeline? Which came first, <laughs> the Owen pipeline or the Express pipeline? Right? Yeah, but with WCF. <laughs> and I'm not going to say. And honestly, I'm pretty sure it was the Express pipeline. To be honest with you, but but they were inspired by Owen, which was you know. In fact, they were going to move full board to Owen yeah. with, with ASP.NET. And then I think what happened is that spec wasn't moving fast enough for him. So. Sure. But so, I, although I don't know that for sure.
1: Right. Re- regardless of that, regardless of who was first, uh, it, it, right. my, the logical conclusion to this is now you're basically faced with, do I use the, dot, uh, the, the Node.js pipeline, the Node.js development approach? Do I develop that in C Sharp with Microsoft? packages, which may or may not be Microsoft, or do I ve- develop it with JavaScript or TypeScript, right? If I really want static typing in my JavaScript, do I write it with JavaScript slash TypeScript and use NPM packages?
0: So right. let me- And let putting in the context too, of, right? this
1: is a web application after all, right? Like we're not talking about desktop apps right now. This is We're strictly talking about, a, about .NET, I mean, ASP.NET yeah, apps, code, web server. apps web server. Right. And so clearly I'm I'm almost certainly going to be creating some UI, in other words HTML and JavaScript on the browser. So at that point, why don't I use JavaScript on the browser, JavaScript on the server? I'm done with it, right? I've got my cross-platform cuz Node runs cross-platform. Node is fast. Right. So, what is the what is the win? What what is what does ASP.NET Core bring me over the the Node community now?
0: For me, there's two, it's Visual Studio, without question. Um, I can I can develop is,
1: Node.js applications in Visual Studio. I can I do it. It's awesome. It's
0: not for it's but it's not what I it's not what you do day to day, right? I have to sw- switch. To me, it's a mental switch there to go to Node First, going to Core. To me, is a step in that direction, but it's not a full switch. Within 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 hours, I'm working. I'm just doing API different API. If i can go to Node, I need to start thinking a different way. Like that's just how, who
2: I am. I do think there are a lot of developers that are just, you know, Microsoft yeah. deliver us what's next. And I'm not. that's not a horrible thing. You've built your career on it, right? Like, this is where, where I'm at, is like, I have been that guy person. and I'm
1: having this crisis of faith because Microsoft is or feeding me this new thing and I just, sure, right. I can't see the value of it. Like, why are you forcing me to learn something new when I already invested dozens of years or a dozen years in old, learning the old thing and if you're going to make me learn something new, well, everybody else is using Node.js, right? That's the new hotness now, and it's hot for a reason. So, if I'm going to learn something new, why don't I learn that—the thing that is arguably more popular, at least in the, you know—and yeah,
0: in, and well, I don't know about more popular. Yeah, no, I'm not. Say. I'm not
1: going to stand by that. I'm not going to yeah. argue that comment, but uh, it is it's certainly obviously more discussed. Yes, it's incredibly uh, popular.
0: <laughs> so here, here I think is the other reality. Is I mean, I think it would be right relative to what. You, for you, Jess, right? Is if you go to your boss and say tomorrow, let's switch to .NET Core, and here are the advantages. I think it's a much easier sell than to say let's go switch the node. No, I, I... but they're not going to know. They're going to see. They're going to see .NET, right? Even though it is different, it's still Microsoft. It's still .NET. Going to Node to me is an entirely, that's switching platform.
1: So it's smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's parlor tricks, right? We're we're relying on the brand name to move us forward. What is the value, right? If I went to my boss, I would have to say, we're going to switch and here would be the cost. Here's what we would do. Here's what we would need to invest in in order to switch. We'd have to train up on what is effectively a new framework. We'd have to rewrite and or, you know, quote, migrate our applications, which is Sixty percent rewrite, right? Like, yeah, we we'll definitely, definitely. Migrate. There's a cost. Well, I think the value is here: is
2: there is an argument to be made that you take JavaScript to be your client, your server, you're everywhere, and there's value in that, right? There's value in saying we're going to reuse this skill set everywhere. But there's also value if you say, well, we're a .NET shop, we have .NET expertise, and and we we don't mind. So, .NET to be on the very server.
1: clear, my argument is not that but my argument doesn't start and start stop there that i'm already doing javascript on the browser so why don't i just do it on the server my argument is that node.js runs javascript which also runs in the browser which i already know because i'm already in the browser by definition if i'm a web developer i know it right i already know that yeah Java uh, node.js runs on that and so why don't I just use that? No JS is a very mature ecosystem with a large community and very powerful, sure. very fast, right? So right. why don't I just use that? Not just because it runs Java, but because you know, I already know Java that
2: you keep saying very fast and if if the asp.net team is successful, they're going to beat the heck out of it. so then it won't be very fast. so and, so, so then you can remove the oh, very sure. fast from the from a yeah. bullet point, right?
0: And I've always been very suspect when people say very fast or scale. I personally definitely know how to make stuff scale in the Microsoft world on the server. I know how to do it. Node, I have no clue. I'd have to go learn all that, right? Because I'm an architect. I want to understand yeah. how to build the right solution for that platform. It's the same basic concepts. I just want to blindly take what I know now and make it work. To me, core, I, it's 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 I can it's not different. It's, it's the same concept. I guarantee you, platform. if
1: you were in a consulting gig, that you would you would know how to scale Node within three or four weeks, right? Like it's.
0: Oh, no, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I would figure it out. But I don't have to, to me, I'm just learning a new API, right? It's the same thing when I switch from WPF to ServerLight to UWP. I, it, the API is different, but my what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, how I'm approaching writing the code is the same. That's my point. So I
2: think the Node versus ASP.NET is a, is a show. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other. I do. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is a show. What I'd like to hear about is we we, we walked away from it very quickly is one of the deployment options we have now is ASP.NET Core via Docker which yes. does necessarily mean Linux and Jess you've you've really liked where the Docker ecosystems going and what it gives yeah. you. Yeah.
1: So I I've, I've been a grumpy troll for this whole episode and here's where I like start getting excited, right? Because so the fact is you know, I have been looking at the at .NET Core since it's been beta. You know, I've been looking at it. I've been a .NET developer for, you know, the, the whole life of the framework since 2000 now. Um, so I've invested in it. I want to see it work. And I'm also really, really interested in the emerging. I guess you could still classify it as emerging. I don't know. It's probably more mature than that now, but the emerging practice of containers and microservices, mm-hmm. right? And so what I've been right. playing with lately, which has quite honestly distracted me from learning .NET Core as well as I should, is playing learning about Docker. Um, and I've pretty much stopped that Docker specifically, but learning about the, the, the Docker tooling um, and playing around with that to get like multiple instances up and specifically like Docker Compose, which allows you to basically create like one script, which like, you can, in just using YAML, right, just like text-based configuration, just say, use this image, and by the way, copy my application into this folder, and hey, also, map that folder in that container to my local folder, so I can open that in Visual Studio, Todd, Mm, (laughs) and make changes in there, and save, and it just saves directly into my container, right? Make that link. And then also create a uh, Postgres SQL image, right? A separate database image. Um, How about uh, a Cassandra image, right? And then while we're at it, let's just throw an NGINX image on there for load balancing on the whole thing, right? And so also what I've been doing since I've been looking at both microservices and Docker is now rather than putting my static content, my static site HTML and JavaScript and CSS in my ASP.NET Core site, which I typically just use for basically serving web APIs, I now have them separate because they are two different things. Now, technically, I could get away with it. Nobody would be yelling at me if I was deploying them in one site, right? And after all, they are just static files, so they don't really cost anything to download. It's not like they're requests pulling down my site. But in the 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 nature of microservices everything is separate and so with docker i'm really easy it's really easy to say well in this project in my on my local folder i've got two folders right i've got my server and my client in two different folders put my server one in this container and put my client one in this other container which is just nginx which is really fast and then once you've done all this docker compose go right docker compose up is the actual command And it goes, and man, it's like when I was a kid, right? When my first first application where I wrote some basic and I made the computer do something and it was just magic. This goes and it compiles the images, It, it downloads the images automatically, compiles them, puts my code in it, runs, opens up 20 instances of each of them, puts the Nginx load balancer in, links the private network, all of this stuff, right? And I learned this in like four hours. And I was able to get this little ecosystem on my local dev machine, my basically mini cloud, this local cloud of like load balanced containers with uh, you know a couple of them dedicated to databases, a couple of them dedicated to, uh, to my static content. And then within all that, coming back to your point, <laughs> one of them is an ASP.NET Core app in Docker, which the image is just there. Microsoft has an official .NET core image that yeah. you can just link to it, copy your app over, go. It is that simple.
2: So it's a big deal that.NET Core runs on Linux. Like that I feel like, like that was a win because it enables you to say, hey, this is a modern architecture I want to look at. Yes. You'd be shut out of ASP net. It'd be over.
1: Yes. I- the the question I keep posing is what value does this bring? Why would I choose ASP.NET Core? I think, and it's they've been pretty clear about it. They need something that is cloud ready, cloud scale, right? They use a lot of terms, but cloud is in all of them, right? Yes. And it's clearly, you know, lightweight. And Microsoft doesn't necessarily care about Linux because uh, Windows runs in the cloud. But yes, I, I would say that, especially right now. Linux is where containers are out, I mean, right? Well, yeah. Seems like Windows is catching. The Windows up, containers
2: but... won't, you know, their server yeah. 2016. They're
1: theoretical. At I this think
2: point. that has to play out, right? We have to see yes. those things come out. We have to see how that works with with this Nano Server, which, yeah, it all sounds really promising. It'll be cool to to play with, but I I think we won't be talking about that till like winter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's future stuff. But so it's interesting.
0: A couple quick questions on this. So. When you're doing all this, are you running on your Windows machine or a Linux machine?
1: It doesn't matter. It's literally the same code, the same docker-compose file. No, I your, your dev
0: environment. You said in 4 hours you had us all up and running. Yeah. Is your What what are you what are you running your dev environment? In? You're you're in Windows and the so I, I happen or? to be in
1: Windows I, on my my nice brand new Surface Book, which I love. <laughs> there you go. Yes. We found out. Um, but no, I, I happen to be running in Windows, but when you look at pretty much any guide in Docker and you run those commands, it's literally the same exact command. Because right. on Windows, what you do is you install Docker for Windows. Which okay, so there's Docker for Windows. There's Docker leaving. for Windows, right? And so what okay. that does, I don't want this to turn into a Docker show, but real no, quickly, but I, what that does is it actually installs a Linux VM. For okay, me, it installed a, vi- a Linux VM in Hyper-V, um, but you can also choose VirtualBox, I believe. Right. Now, it, yeah. okay. it wasn't an option in the installer, but that's another option that you can do. Um but it installs a VM, which is a really, really lightweight VM. I think it's literally like a couple hundred megs or something like that. And okay. you know, um, and so, so your image all is of, running in Linux. That's the all part of I was yes, to understand yes, better. yes, yes. Ultimately, all of your images, when you say Docker up, right, or Docker Compose up, and it creates these and it instantiates them and everything, it's all happening within that what is essentially a VM on your PC, right? And which
0: on is, that VM, you're running a, not .NET Core and Core.
1: On that VM, in that VM, I'm running containers. In those containers, you're running .NET Core, a Linux container, running Linux uh, and and .NET Core, the Linux version of .NET Core.
2: So for you, when we were saying, we were talking about the merits of .NET Core and on Windows and why not just use full framework and ASP.NET 4.6, it's really, for you, it's Docker's the game changer.
1: It's the one that you say, hey, now I'll look at ASP.NET Core. Yes. That's why when when cross-platform to me, when they say dot, .NET Core is targeting cross-platform, that to me translates into you can develop on your MacBook and you can deploy into Linux, into Docker in Linux. Right. That's right. what that what directly translates to me.
2: Now, do you guys think there are orgs out there who are looking at their Windows licenses and wanting to cut that cost? I mean, is there have to be.
1: Yeah, there have to be, but I never really bought that, right? Like they've been used to spending it for so long. And again, the cost to migrate over is so great. You need new people, new training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is what I'm saying. So this is why I'm so animate before. This is my background of what I've been doing for the past couple of months is ultimately when I'm going through all this trouble and learning all of this stuff to just run this in Docker to be cross platform, aka cloud ready, right? A.K.A. Run my stuff on Linux in a container. By the time I'm going through all of that work and investing all of that, especially if I'm an ASP.NET person today, a .NET person today, which basically means I'm a Windows person today. Right. Once I'm changing everything, why don't I just go to Node? Right. Like I'm changing my whole world. Why would I be changing my whole world and then keep sticking with 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 ASP.NET with the Windows-based thing? So. I- I, I so guess some people hate JavaScript. Like that's that's a yeah, thing. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. No, and I love C sharp. Like right. I am a huge right. as I mean, as any listener on the show to, to knows honest, like
2: I love JavaScript. I'm a, so I'm one of the people who would be like, Why do you hate JavaScript so
1: much? But well, right. Some people I, do. I, I, I adore TypeScript, right? As anybody who's yes. listening to the show <laughs> knows, I adore <laughs> right. TypeScript. I'm a right. fanboy of type, TypeScript, but okay. I still think C sharp is is the best language I've ever used. So then right? what yeah, about th- this th- then?
2: This this ability for you to stay in C sharp, work in a container, so you have that that ability to say I I'm in such a production like environment that I'm not going to have the the pain point of well what happened in production, and then go to a a service like either Azure Container Service or the uh, the Amazon equivalent.
1: It's it's not about the language the the ecosystem the development platform that you're on is a combination of language and services right whatever you want to call it the frame the co- the framework that you're building on top of right so in net it's the clr it's the uh it's the base class libraries that are available right and so that is the ecosystem that you're building against and the language is just the way that you interact with that right so
0: yeah i mean that that's that's true i mean technically right there was a javascript.net version or j J-Script.net version <laughs> yeah, one point, right wasn't there? right Right, so which
1: I, would I, go I, the I, other way. If I wanted to use TypeScript and hit you know .NET assemblies, theoretically, I could probably could make, can make that, it work, right? right? Yeah,
0: I, I guess to me is I, I still don't buy the, this idea that that everything you just described is less of a change in going to Node. And I mean, you've worked no more than I have. So what I look at it is what you're describing. I've done all those things, right? This concept of of containers and things. while it wasn't quite the same. When you were dealing with MTS and ComPlus, you kind of had that same mindset. You had to approach it like that. It's MTS a container. MTS and COM
2: Plus. Yeah, I'm going old school here. On what yes. happened to this show? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, well, I, guess, .NET Core RTM. Today we're going to talk well, about MTS and ComPlus.
0: <laughs> it was the one thing that's been missing in freaking .Net since the beginning. Is we didn't um, have MTS. Um, we didn't have distributed transaction systems. So yeah. I, I still feel like why I have to learn a few new things. For me, to like. I want to learn Docker. The fact that I can bring .NET there in any format means I only have to focus on learning Docker. If I had to learn Node and Docker, now I've got to learn two things. To me, that's a huge advantage. I'm using the stuff I'm already using day-to-day, and now I'm I'm gaining a new platform to work on, you're, which you're gets not. To go you to the cloud. You are
1: not. That is just a fallacy. Right? So it is concept-compatible. It it's it. concept-compatible. <laughs> you are not literally taking the code you're writing today and and copying and recompiling against .NET Core and you're on your way. You're no, going to have to rewrite project, large right? portions of that.
0: If I want to create a collection, if I want to talk to a database, I have framework, entity framework. core. Well, Entity framework and entity framework core are two different
1: it? things. Again, concept compatible, right? It's not but the it's same still, thing. I open a connection, but I'm you do
2: nerd. have ADO.NET, although I haven't played with the code yet. But I do yeah, see that's assistive... a whole that's a whole
1: other whole other discussion.
2: I see I mean, exam. I'd love to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> to
0: me I it's still the same. I'm still with my same experience. It's just a different API to work with. It's still the same though. If I'm going to create a generic collection, I'm still creating a generic collection. If I'm going to create a a class, I'm still creating a class the same way. If it's a struct, I'm still constructing a, a struct the same way. If I'm going to use link, it's, it's the same. <laughs> the con- it, it doesn't feel different to me. Where if I'm going to go to Node, it is an entirely different thing. Now we haven't even mentioned that. Really off sidetrack here. Didn't like half a node get taken down two weeks ago because some guy got pissed off and took his stuff down. <laughs> so I don't know. To me, it's just it is not. It's a evolution, not a not a radical change. And you sound like you disagree. You sound like to me, it, it's you're not buying it.
1: I I don't disagree with anything that you just said. <laughs>
2: but right. But what you're saying is is that. Is that going to .NET Core is such a rewrite that maybe you'd consider switching platforms anyway. Yes. So uh, there's a lot left to talk about here. I mean, we, um, which is great. We haven't talked about .NET Standard, oh. which mm. I guess you could say is the evolution of PCLs. But that's there. I think there's a show there, and I, maybe that statement is wrong. What I just said, but it feels like it. Um, Certainly, with the ring on the wall. Sounds we like didn't. That. We didn't even talk about .NBC Core. I think. Wow, we could really talk about that concept compatibility in, and what's coming in EF Core. So there's there's going to be a lot left, which is cool.
0: But you can get to talk about the fact that Xamarin at some point will run in Core. That Core is, is, isn't just well, going to yeah. be ASP.NET; It's going to be other stuff. The slide
2: yeah. looked like yeah. UWP, Xamarin, Unity, and ASP.NET.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, so is there anything that we need to discuss in this episode? Because it sounds like we're going to have a couple of episodes yes. oh Coming yeah There's a way now to that we're go, back but... we're back from summer vacation baby <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i think the key is, is is uh getting digging into this figuring out what matters to us as developers yeah but it's definitely. here it is officially yeah. here in the audience what, what matters to you
0: i mean that really right yeah we're just discussing what we think about we, we we're learning to learn this is a whole new thing for everybody to learn
2: yeah
1: absolutely let us know Uh, You can send your comments to uh, comments at staticvoidpodcast.com or just go to our website at www.staticvoidpodcast.com and leave a comment there. We'd love to hear what you think. Give us ideas for any other future episodes, uh, things you want to hear about. Uh, And uh, with that, I think that's a a show. So Todd, Chris, thanks for joining. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, listener. We'll see you next time on the Static Void Podcast
0: we want to move from people needing windows to choosing windows to loving
1: windows that is our bold goal with windows